everyone, and welcome to Channel Business Podcast with Hanne. Channel Business Podcast is all about sharing ideas, insights, and valuable tips from leaders around the world who have been rising through the struggles to where they are now. And then over deliver the value thereafter if it's if it's a service or something that has uh, continuing uh, touch points. Even if it doesn't, follow up, see how people are enjoying your the, the product. I mean, yeah. again, it's just it's basic human interaction at a high level is 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 doing these things. Caring about yeah. each other. Caring, yeah. just caring about people. <laughs> Showing that genuine interest, valuing people and, and, and listening to what they said. People yeah. want to do business. They want to be friends. They want to refer uh, other people to you. That's how you, you get that residual business as well. Those those residual sales from either repetitive business from that individual yeah. that you are, you know, you were great to begin with to get them to want to invest with you, as well as your follow up interest that goes beyond their expectations of, of what uh would, would be the case the podcast episodes will teach you about different things what you can take in your daily life as a leader to take things forward from one step to another we will talk about all facets of life what are there the essential steps for you to take the business forward i'm your channel business podcast host Hanne Nordinen, a global business influencer, taking you to this growth ride of channel business episodes. So with all my heart, I want to welcome you to the growth ride of the channel business podcast episode today, kindly with smiles. So let's go and dive into today's topic. And we have a guest speaker from New York, USA, and we are going to talk about the leadership in sales and how to cultivate the right mindset to get the results. And the guest today is Fred Knopf. Fred is a high performance coach with nearly two decades of leadership and sales management experience across multiple verticals and tremendous track record of helping people and organizations to maximize their potential through customized coaching programs where progress is quantitatively measurable. Fred has worked with sales teams in sport and business field successfully, and he's very keen on developing his, himself continuously. So today we are going to talk about the leadership in sales and the cultivating the right mindset, and who would be a better person who's done it in many different fields than Brett today. So welcome, Brett. I'm Thank so you. happy Thank to you have so much. you. <laughs> I am so happy to be here. I, I love everything about what you're doing and very uh very enthused to talk today oh me too i've been waiting for this call and 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 to have you here as my guest and and to talk about the sales because it is something that the business doesn't run without the sales it doesn't run without the customers and basically anything else is like something to put aside of course it's people's business but if you don't have sales what is there there's nothing (laughs) regrettably (laughs) Yes. So uh, you've been a leadership coach and, and doing that in the sales field or sales department, so to say, and, and cultivating the right mindset for different kind of people. So 
let's dive into that and, and see how, how things are going from your end and what you've experienced over there. So before we get into that, I would like to know a little bit something more of yourself, what the introduction said, <laughs> to introduce you to the audience as well. So what are you committed to and inspired to do and create in your life? Ooh, that's a, that's a deep question. It is. Uh, Let's start with that. <laughs> fortunately, I, uh, I, I know it well. Uh, you know, what I'm inspired to do, you know, my mission in life, so to speak, is to help individuals, help organizations, help leaders in particular, cultivate mm -hmm. work environments that people want to be a part of. They want to collaborate. They want to have fun. They want to be as productive as they possibly can, not because they're being forced to, but because they're being inspired to do so by their leaders. And you know, I find that in, within that mission, you know, that ends up having a permeating effect on so many other areas of, of life, so many other mm -hmm. areas of business, because when people are going into work and they're happy to be there, they're productive and they're, you know, their leaders are really focused on cultivating both personal as well as professional growth. Now they're going out and having a greater impact on their family, on their friends, on their constituents. And to me, that's, that's an opportunity to really make an impact in this world where people don't have to go do something that they don't enjoy doing, that they don't find gratification and fulfillment from. And you know, I want to help change that through helping leaders and uh, people in sales uh, really elevate their game. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing thing. And, and, and when you think about the, the sales, it is something that most people are afraid of and they feel it like a pushy thing and, and you don't want to sell yourself. You don't want to sell the products. You just want everything to, to go very smoothly. But then again, if, if there's, like I said, if you are not committed to do the things and if you are not committed to do the sales, there's nothing. And, and everybody feels that. And then it goes to your personal life as well if your business is not going very well. So I love your commitment <laughs> thing. Thank it you. is so deep and it, it's so wide and it, it shows who you are, that you think a few steps forward and just like go beyond the, the obvious. That's how it sounds to me. <laughs> Thank you. It, it is, you know, for, for me, I've been scared of sales. Frankly, I'm a much better sales leader than I am a sales person when it's all said and done. Oh. Uh, yeah, interestingly enough, you know, I, I just, I've been able to coach it really well. And, you know, I wouldn't say I have fear at this point, but I mm -hmm. understand the fear of yeah. it because it's tied into rejection and people don't like being rejected. That's, that, that's the new, uh, new age version of, uh, you know, running away from saber toothed tigers uh, to, to protect yourself is to protect your ego uh, yeah. from rejection. So again, I, I understand it well. And I love seeing people overcome that because if you know how to sell at a high level in service to others, you're going to be solving problems in this world. You are going to be in a position where you're going to have the money to make an impact on other people's lives as well, to give back philanthropically to your family, to your friends, whatever the case may be, to do the things in your life that are important to you. So, 
instead of exactly. being scared of it and, and running from it, I find that that's a skill that fundamentally needs to be embraced and uh, you know, developed and cultivated day after day. I agree because in the end, if you look at it that way, everything is selling. You have to sell yourself and you need to sell yourself to a company to be a worker there. Or if you are an entrepreneur, you need to sell yourself, your ideas to investors, to clients, to your new teammates, you, to your staff members. And everything is actually about selling. But then the way that I see and, and the way that I've done sales is also what we've most often i think because of the fear we, we forgot that we do with the business and the sales from people to people it, it's people's business and if you just think about it as a human from human to human i think it lowers the bar i i completely agree yeah it, it's you're you're not talking to a robot yeah here. I think it just goes back to like any, anything else, treat other people like you want to be treated. And that certainly goes uh, with, within the sales uh, aspect of, of business and life. You know, I think that if you're looking to, you know, bob and weave and, you know, try to see which pocket someone's wallet's in so you can pluck it out of there without them knowing and swipe their credit card for a sale. Yeah. That's not, that's not the way to do things. If you're no. asking questions, actively listening, looking to directly solve the problem through whatever product or service you're aligned with. Now you're, you should feel great about that because you're helping people. Exactly. Importantly, yeah. make sure that if you, you are not the person to help them or your product or service is not, don't BS it. Try to ideally put them in a position to find that solution elsewhere. And you know, then you can, you can rest your head at night. And that's going to come back to you anyway as a byproduct of uh, authentically just doing right by people. Yeah, I think, I think sales is a really great parable for life in general of just treating people the way you want to be treated. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And you kind of have to shift the perspective in a different way. But tell me, what is your superpower that you use daily in sales <laughs> and, and leadership? Yeah, I know sure. you have one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it really ends up being uh, similar to what I'm saying. I have, I have a mantra. Um, you know, I don't know if, if anyone's heard of Earl Nightingale. He's one of the uh, forefathers of, of personal development. Yeah. And, you know, he, I've listened to a lot of his work uh, over time, and he's got this phrase that I've really adopted as my own personal mantra, and that's treat everyone you come in contact with as though they're the most important person in the world. Ooh. And, I think I was organically doing that for most of my life. I just, I love people and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm an empath and I, you know, I, I just, I love hearing what people are doing, why they're doing it, et cetera. So my superpower is my ability to genuinely connect with all people that I, I interact with uh, because I care. It's not a fake. It's not yeah. an act. It's, I want to hear because ideally I can provide value just through our interaction or I am going to gain value because everyone's you got their own something. journey, their own insights yeah. that are, are, are a value for me to uh, utilize or in some cases discard because it's not in alignment with my values or my goals and, and whatnot. Um, all, all equally valuable. I love that. And I love that you bring the value over there. That, that is something that we provide to each other in different ways. And 
sales is just one of them. But tell us then also something about, besides your superpower, what is something that most people don't know about you? What most people don't know about me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that m most people these days don't know that uh, my nickname used to be Spike. So despite oh. my lack, uh, my follically challenged head at this point, <laughs> I had big, long spikes here for, uh, for a long period of my, my and he, life. He's bold, by the way, at the moment, if you don't see him now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just look in this general vicinity. <laughs> you can watch TV or the stars from that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's uh, that's definitely something um, yeah. not not a lot of people know mm. if they met me um, you know in the last twenty some odd years uh, necessarily. Okay. Um, so just a fun little little fact about me. It is it is fun. Now I just need to imagine you're with the. <laughs> I'll send, I'll send you a picture yeah. afterwards. We should have <laughs> should have prepped this better. I could have uh, sent you in. We could have popped it onto the, the screen. That's true, but, but we can edit it and then put it over there. So we we do that. Perfect. That would be yeah, great. Everyone, everyone's a winner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is the one thing that you wish you knew a bit earlier in your career before you started the sales or when you started the sales? I wish I knew how important it was to embrace sales. You know, I was, I was scared of it. Like I said earlier, you know, I think my own insecurities, um, you know, in life, uh, it led me to shy away from those things. You know, I don't want I, I, just the very standard, typical excuses. I don't want to push people. Mm. I don't want to bother people. Um, you know, I just, I didn't really know or understand the importance of, of, selling. And, you know, I think that if I could go back, you know, to my 15 year old self, my, my 10 year old self, you know, I would have uh, told him to start, start reading, start, start trying. Don't, don't worry about how people react to you when you're coming from a good place of genuinely trying to help them. And, you know, I think that would have fast forwarded and, and elevated my, my life and my career uh, sooner but, you know, I think that as with everything else, you, you go on your own journey. So I found out when I found out and I don't have any regrets about any of that. Uh, I just want to pay it forward. You know, I've got two young, young boys, um, you know, four and three, and I want to make sure that I put them on the path to success earlier. That's, that's going to be my version of going back to my 15 year old self. And even then I'm not going to force it. We're going to, we're going to just, make suggestions and, and highlight the, uh, the benefits and they're free to, to make their own choices from there. Oh, that's beautiful. So you're going to play like little sales games and, yeah. and, and <laughs> yes. And, and then we'll get some, some books. Yeah. Yeah. Sell me this pen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How would you get, you know, inspire me to buy this one from you or, or and you do these performing classes or something that <laughs> yeah. to play a different role place i think even more important than sales is is active listening you know i, I yeah. see i see these these kids and you know forget about kids adults you know, everyone's sitting there and you're talking to people while you're typing you know very distracted i it think is. that a standout skill regrettably again i'll use that word is actively listening to people genuinely dialing in and staying focused on what people are saying so and be present uh, be in other present. words. Yeah. Be yeah. present, be engaged, uh, just 
care and, and listen without just waiting for your turn to speak. Um, respond. Don't, don't just have your answers queued up for people. Yeah, and that's something that I, you know, I want to make sure with, with my children and the only one that I, I, I work with and I have the, the luxury of uh, coaching in these capacities, they understand that foundationally that's, that's a huge component to all of this and people are going to feel valued and understood they're going to want to do business with you uh, based off of that alone. And isn't there a saying what I remember hearing when I was doing sales in, in big organization back in many moons ago, that uh, uh, one of my former bosses at the time, he told me that, honey, remember that you have two ears and one mouth. Yep. And there's a, a reason for that. <laughs> that just keeps coming to my mind every now and then when we talk about sales. Absolutely. So, so can anyone be a good salesperson? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, it's the phrase, you know, uh, uh, a natural born salesman. That's just not, that's not factually accurate. You know, people aren't born that way. People, it's, it's a skill that can be developed. You know, it can be cultivated over time at, at any point, really. Uh, you know, so I don't think there's any disqualifiers when it comes to people who can be successful in, in sales. To me, it, it ends up you know, being really important to, at the inception point, align with something that you actually value, that you believe in, uh, even better, that, that you've utilized successfully so that you can speak passionately, eloquently, and honestly to the people that you are looking to have invest in, in whatever it is that you're selling. Now, without that, it becomes this somewhat of a square peg round hole scenario where mm -hmm. you're selling something and yeah, you can have success with it, but you're not feeling congruent and that lack of congruence is going to bother you, whether you know, consciously or subconsciously, it's going to make you feel out of alignment and you know, there's diminishing returns uh, when, when that's the case. So you know, uh, number one, piece of advice that I have or a piece of advice that I have to anyone that is in sales looking to get into mm -hmm. sales is make sure you align with the product, um, the leader, um, the company that shares your vision, shares your values, and that you actually believe in what you're selling uh, in, the, in the fact that it's actually going to benefit the people you're selling it to as well. It needs to be, it's easier to, to sell and perform when you are aligned with the company and with the product in terms no, of mission and value. Yeah. No question about it. I mean, my first sales job, formal sales job, I was selling something that legitimately had no benefit to the people I was selling it to. So, mm. you know, I sold um, advertising space in sports programs like you see at the stadiums, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in, in college, professional sports, you're selling to the contractors who, who you know, worked on campus, built the stadiums. And contracting is a bid-based business. It so is. when we're getting on the phone telling people, hey, all the administrators are going to see this, all the decision makers are going to see this, you're going to have a leg up. And they're saying, dude, it's a, it's a bid-based system. It's not going to do anything for me. Click two, yeah. 300 times a day. That was rough. That was rough. But it was a tremendous education for me. Uh, despite not like literally towards the end of my nine months there, I was walking in and 
almost vomiting on my desk. And that's not an exaggeration. I was so torn up by not having that congruence, not having that alignment, not selling something that was benefiting people. And I wasn't having success. I wasn't, I certainly wasn't having fun <laughs> and uh, I wasn't good at it. But again, I took a lot of lessons out of that that have helped me moving forward for myself and for the teams that I've, uh, I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. So they, they really need to, people who are doing sales and who are running the, the organization or the company, whatever there is in the case, you need to focus on these kind of things that you are aligned with the values I said before. And it gives a purpose. It, it serves a need to the people that you are dealing with and, and people you are talking to. Yes. So, so that's what needs to be focused on. Yes, 100%. Right. Okay. Uh, what about the essential things in sell, channeling business forward and, and being in the sales? Based on what your, your experience, what is the most essential part? Besides what you said already. But <laughs> yeah, I, I really believe that is the most essential part from both ends. You know, we even talked as much from the uh, leader end of the equation, but leaders have to be very clear about what characteristics they see from their top performers and mm -hmm. interview people through that lens of specificity of what you're looking for or identifying the particular attributes of a candidate that you feel like are moldable uh, within, within those characteristics. You know, I think that a lot of times people just hire generally or they, you know, they, they don't have a clear cut picture of what their best people are doing so that they can try to replicate that within their hiring practices. They end up spending a lot of time, money, energy, um, you know, with, with the wrong people. And I would like say wrong that, people at the wrong place or right people at the wrong place. You mean that? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By, by wrong people. I mean, just people that shouldn't have necessarily, they're just not the right fit for, for the, the role, uh, the yeah. company culture, whatever the case may be, because the employer didn't do a good job of, clarifying that on, on their own mm. end and then and interviewing through that, through that lens. So, you know, that's where you run into retention issues, lack of productivity, uh, toxic culture, because you're, you're just, you're not putting the right pieces together. So get it right from the inception point and you are going to create fun, collaborative, productive teams and people that want to be there and put their best foot forward rather than you having to force them and drive them to do that. Now, I heard a phrase recently from a colleague of mine that I loved. I never heard it. They said, you know, look to light a fire within people, not under people. That's right. It's brilliant. I, I never it thought is. of it like that. And it's just, it's so spot on. And I, I think that again, there's this tendency to, you know, try to try to force people to do things, and that's it just doesn't yeah. doesn't work. Short, intermediate, or maybe short term to some extent, but intermediate and long term, very very rarely. I, I agree, and and if you have the passion, if you have the desire, if you have the fire to do whatever that is, sales or gardening or playing football, whatever the case may be, of course you're gonna put your best foot forward over there. But if you are not in alignment with that and you don't know what you like, you don't know what your strengths are, how could you do things well and, and succeed? That's impossible combination, right? 
I think so. I wouldn't say impossible, but close enough to impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, the, the statistics, I, you know, I haven't done the math on it necessarily. Oh, yeah, well, may, maybe we forget the impossible, but it's very hard. You've been hard. around long enough to have seen it uh, enough times in, yeah. in both iterations to know that, yeah, it's it, percentile-wise, you know, you're, you're not going to be uh, having as much success consistently mm. as, as the other methodology. That, that's right. Uh, I, I agree. And I, I love your explanation about that so that everybody can understand who does sales or who, who leads a company that of course needs sales and, and how to recruit. I, I, I love that you, you point out so many different things over there that need to be taken care of properly in the first place. So how can a person like selling and how can you create that positive mindset towards selling? Sure. Besides finding the passion and, and what you mentioned to having the fire inside yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's funny because you're going to hear me continue to circle around to mm-hmm. very similar concepts. I'm a basics guy. I think life is complex, business is complex, but it doesn't need to be. It's really nailing the fundamentals and just executing on the fundamentals is already putting you in a, in a tremendous position to have success and not just financial success, but happiness, fulfillment, uh, you know, gratitude, all, all of mm. the things along those lines. So part of me, if we, we do keep coming back to no, uh, but, but then concepts, that, that's what, what's essential here. <laughs> yeah, but keep it, you know, saying, for, keep it repeating <laughs> for, for people to have fun, you know, they, they need to, you want to be, make sure you, if you're aligning with an organization or, mm. or a leader, you want to make sure you're interviewing them the same way you're being interviewed. Now, I think it's, it's a mistake. People operate out of desperation where I have to get this job. I have to impress and, and put on and that's a, a pushed energy. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to be authentic. I say it all the time. or I have, you know, in, in my career is the reason why, uh, you know, the, the job I mentioned was not for me was because I had to put on a fake front. It wasn't yeah. me. I couldn't, I couldn't be myself and genuine and authentic. And that sucked. To have fun with sales, you gotta be yourself. You gotta, you gotta let it rip. You gotta be, you know, play fast and loose out there because otherwise people are gonna pick up on that anyway. You're not gonna have success, which isn't fun. You're not gonna feel good about it, which isn't fun. So, you know, you, you really want to make sure that you are looking to get aligned with a product, service, company, leader that mm. you enjoy being around, that you know cares about you on a personal level in addition to anything else. I said earlier on, you know, my, my mission, my, my goal yeah. is to make sure that personal growth is factored in and facilitated in work environments uh, as well as professional growth. And it's, it's collaborative and, and that's something that's, understood by both parties at the outset what the expectations are on those fronts and then we we work together to to everyone everyone lift each other up i like that and that um you mentioned lighting each other's up and and just supporting everyone to be in the right place and be authentic you and just performing from there and then it comes to the team and, and you've been leading sales teams and you've been teaching them how to do the sales and how to be the better and how to succeed in, in all that. So what, what is your takeaway from there, from, from that? And, you know, leading a team and, and 
you know, finding the way to be yourself and then do your job in that, that yeah. sense. Yeah. So it goes back to, to hiring. You know, I've always done a really good job of team building because I hire predicated on character, yeah. on yeah. perceived work ethic. You know, the soft skills significantly more so than the hard skills. I find that I can teach it. Organizations I've aligned with uh, can teach it well, you know, as far as the, the nuts and bolts of the, the product or service, um, you know, how to, how to build and run a strong business. All of those things are, are coachable. How to be a good, genuine, sociable human being, someone that genuinely cares about other mm -hmm. people. Regrettably, that's outside of my scope of practice, despite my best efforts <laughs> otherwise. Um, so, you know, when you put in, my philosophy has been, if I can put enough great high character people together that are going to work hard and, and be coachable and have a, a growth and open mindset, we're going to, we're going to win. We're going to win. It may take, you know, I, I can't predict necessarily how long, but mm. we're going to win through the accumulation of that type of talent and building that type of culture. Because the other byproduct of that is, you know, let's say you take over a pre-existing team. Yeah. Chances are there's going to be some dissension, some things that are, are not going on detractors in, in the building from, from your predecessor, unless they were operating uh, with, with, with some of the, the principles that we've been discussing mm. today. So, you know, you are going to leave those folks with, the opportunity to either come to the, the cool kids table where everyone's having fun and being productive or, you know, just being, being upset, being unhappy and, and, and just not, not being a, a valuable contributor to the team, not being a valuable contributor to yourself. So, you know, those people weed themselves out. And, and as a leader, I think it's important to be direct and forthright with people about that and tell them, Hey, you know, I want you to be on this team. You're here for a reason. If you're not happy, you've got to go do something that makes you happy. If yeah. it's here, I've got you all the way. I'll support you with any skill development, encouragement, mm -hmm. et cetera. But if not, don't, don't be here and take away from other people's experience. Don't take away from your own experience. Go do something that you find greater joy and alignment in. And I think that if we can be open and honest and transparent about those things, People respect that. And if they don't, then they yeah. definitely shouldn't be on the team anyway, yeah. which is really showcases those things. And, and that's how you can really build strong teams where your messaging is being perpetuated from the players on the field rather than from the leader at all times. Because people that are having success are just buying into what you are selling, what you're coaching. That is so right. And so building a sales team is being authentic you at all times and then just adding up the different characters that that can create this amazing team that supports each others and and then then you can create this environment that where it's safe to learn and and grow and be open minded and and share things and just take one step at a time towards the the mutual or the other the goal that you have set over there so uh, what about the company's story that every company has a story and, and they have a, a vision and they have the the past and and everything and then new people come in and it, and it changes the story a little bit because we all are different kind of people and we see 
and experience things a little different. How can the company's story help that salesperson to do the sales and have sure. a good sales process? Yeah, I, I think that the strongest companies, they know who they are and they also know who their audience is. And I think mm. they, they start by figuring out who their audience is uh, first and foremost so that they can tailor their, their message, tailor their story accordingly to be that, that genuine and authentic, mm. you know, have those core values and, and principles and SOPs and standards that are, are consistently replicable, are consistently effective, that, you know, people that are coming into the organization have those guardrails, so to speak, to work within that they know, you know, like, for example, here's our, here's our pitch, here's our rebuttals, here's, mm -hmm. you know, what we do, here's why we do it, so that they can take that, study that, practice it, repetition is critical element of anything, you know, any mm -hmm. skill acquisition, sales in particular, people don't practice and role play is a huge tool, which, you know, what we can talk about in, in a while here, but, you know, you can help people by being very crystal clear about those things, giving them those guardrails, and then allowing them to utilize them in the context of who they are. You so know, they don't have the, to say their own words into their Yeah, they, they don't they have to mind. say it word yeah. for word. You know, at the yeah. beginning, it's, I think it's very important for them to practice it like that mm. and, and at least try to adhere to some sort of scripting. And, you know, that, that's just going to build, build the skill. Obviously, a company that's mm. successful is successful for a reason. And if they're, they've had these uh, standards and, and these, uh, these things in place for a while, mm. you don't want to come in and try to reinvent the wheel. That being said... Because, yeah. It's been working already. Yeah, it's, it's working. But also as a leader, being open-minded that, hey, maybe there's someone coming in that's innovative, that's creative, that is thinking of things that people in your organization haven't. So if mm -hmm. they, you, know, you can give them a little bit of leeway to try different things. And if they can prove that that's successful, you know, being open to that. You know, the, the, some organizations are just like, nope, it's my way or the highway. You got it. Yeah. The, the, the job that I referenced before, <laughs> It was completely scripted as far as the pitch, completely scripted yeah. as far as the rebuttals. And if you deviated from that on one of your calls, sometimes the boss's uh, wife would be unknowingly listening in on your calls, mm -hmm. hang up the phone, pick it back up. This is actually a true story. You know, the phone would yeah. ring uh, as soon as you put it down, pick it up. It was the boss's wife. And she'd say, Brett, would you say you're the dumbest mother effer alive what say, uh no i i not not to my knowledge yeah like, well why would you deviate from the script that you know works that's just plain stupid click and they didn't even hear your story yeah. your response yeah oh my gosh so, so that leaves me breathless. i mean that's a dramatic example of of what i'm saying here but again you know i think there's there's got to be structure and guidelines and 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 you know things that provide those guardrails but you don't want to box people in and you want to be yeah, not, not too much yeah alternative ways of of doing things that could be even more effective than than what's currently been the case because you gotta you gotta evolve at some point um yeah. so you never know when that point is necessarily exactly and 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 the world is changing all the time so we have to adapt to these kind of things and and 
every person is a different one. So we also need to remember that one, that I'm different to yours and, and, and we are having different experiences and we look at the world in, from different realities. So we need to have this open mind, what you said before. And when building these, I was just going to ask you about the, the sales process and the sales funnel, but you mentioned something about it already, what to build it and how to build and, and have, have the structures. But is, is there something that you can add to that uh, more of what you said that how to build a good and, and effective sales funnel and then how does the sales person fit into that besides being the authentic and, and having the scripts and, and everything there, like the facilities are there, but then you have to modify that to fit into your own personality and do it that way. But what, what other, uh, other things it requires from the company to, to have an effective sales funnel? Yeah, I, you know, I think, again, it goes back to having a very clear-cut definition of who your ideal clients are and targeting everything as far as outreach, marketing, mm -hmm. et cetera, to attract that type of individual into, into, your, into your sales funnel. You know, I think that, uh, you know, in, independently of that, you're, you're kind of throwing darts uh, at, at the dartboard with a blindfold on. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's just not going to be as effective. We go back to fundamentals and, you know, taking complex things. Be linear in your thought process. Be linear in your, in your actions. And in order to do that, you've got to have clear-cut uh, goals, clear-cut definitions of what you're trying to accomplish Otherwise, it becomes scattershot. And if you do that, you put your teams in the best position to succeed because it eliminates or you know, certainly minimizes ambiguity about what, what the intended mission is here, what the intended outcome is, and how to go about doing that. And there can be various ways to go about doing that. And I think it's important for leaders to crowdsource and have focus groups and you know, really understand from the team's perspective, you know, like, you know, a leadership council, for example, yeah. you know, what do you guys need to help you have further success and, and really uh, making sure you're, you're understanding and delivering those things. You know, you're putting people in a, in a great position to succeed. And you know, just a, a little bit of a tangent, but it's, it's a point that you, um, you you've, you've touched on here specificity to the individual is important. You know, you've got your generalized SOPs and scripts and, and so on and so forth ways of doing things. But at the inception point of, of employment with people, you want to figure out why they're there, what motivates them, what inspires them, what's their emotional trigger? What do they need personally and professionally to- What motivates them, what inspires them, right? You got to deliver that specifically to the individual and that's how you're going to grow. That's, they're going to want to run through walls for you. They're going to want to perform. That's how you light that fire within because you're showcasing that, that genuine interest in, in them and what makes them tick rather than just trying to, yeah, I use, I use the same phrase, box people into something uh, that they're not necessarily uh, passionate about or equipped for whatever, whatever the case may be. And that goes 
a long way. And you also develop a leadership pipeline at that point because you are, uh, you know, you're, you're putting people in a position to understand, hey, you know, here's what I do. Here's what you do. Let's figure out how to collaborate. I, I respect your opinion. And, you know, people are invested in the people in the building. And as a result, they're also very invested in the uh, company and, and the leadership as well. I love that you touch base all these things. There, there are lots of, uh, let's say, gems that, that I think that <laughs> I you that need. Word. I use it all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love it because I, I think it's just point out the, the, the things that you need to really focus on and what needs your attention. And, and that's why I, I love what you mentioned about building the leadership, but like a journey and also the employee journey and, and the sales funnel over there. But doesn't that also apply to the customers that each one of us as a salesperson are individuals, we're different. And then when we have the fire over there and, and the, uh, the goal and what inspires us, the same thing is with the clients. And if those two are in alignment, isn't there like a success case for sales? It's, I mean, that's, that's the path of least resistance with all of it. So many of these principles are highly applicable to life. Forget about just sales or leadership or business. It's ask questions, actively listen to people, provide the specific solution that they're looking for based on what they say. And then over deliver the value thereafter if it's if it's a service or something that has uh, continuing uh, touch points. Even if it doesn't, follow up. See how people are enjoying your the, the product. I mean, yeah. again, it's just it's basic human interaction at a high level is 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 doing these things. Caring about yeah. each other. Caring, yeah. just caring about people, <laughs> showing that genuine interest, valuing people and, and, and listening to what they said. People yeah. want to do business. They want to be friends. They want to refer uh, other people to you. That's how you, you get that residual business as well, those, those residual sales from either repetitive business from that individual yeah. that you are, you know, you were great to begin with to get them to want to invest with you, as well as your follow-up interest that goes beyond their expectations of, of what uh, would, would be the case. So, you know, I just, I don't find it overly complicated. I think, again, it's insecurities, you know, just yeah. built up trauma paradigms, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole necessarily. No, no, but, not now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll save that but for another But we just touch-pointed so that you pay attention to that, whoever's yeah, listening but, that. Don't, you know, don't forget they, that. Things, things limit, limit people and it um, mm. doesn't have to be that way. You know, you, you can, I used a phrase earlier, sell in service to others and you can hold your head up high and, and know mm. that you're, you're doing good work and, um, you know, everyone is a winner. And I think that's key element to all of this. Look for opportunities where everyone wins in the interaction and or transaction. I, I love that. So that is how you build your sales mindset. Yes. It? Yeah, very much. It's, um, I have fun with it. You know, I, I really, yeah. I have fun with life. You know, I think it's just, there's so much craziness and, and bad part of my language shit out there mm -hmm. um, that, you know, if I can 
help people in a professional setting where they spend so much of their time and their identity oftentimes gets tied up into it. I can help them have fun, you know, be successful financially, um, you know, work with other great people that are, are, you know, of a growth mindset, then I'm maximizing my personal impact uh, in, a, in a beneficial manner for as many people as, as I can. You know, I can't change other things externally. I can only control what I'm doing and, and just giving that. everyone that I come in contact with a tremendous experience. Um, and that's not from any place of hubris. As a matter of fact, I, I sometimes have a uh, bad habit of, of devaluing myself still. I, I work on those things, but I think we um, all devaluate it. Yeah, I started, I started yeah, listening every now to and the then. objective yeah. feedback that I, I've been getting and like actually looking at it critically uh, through journaling and other things mm. in those, those, those manners. But um, in any event, that's, that's the way that um, I look at, at helping people um, live happy and, and successful lives. I, I love that. And I love something that you, uh, I want to um, crap into that what you said that that helping each other's and, and cooperating and co-creating things together so uh, what I remember back in the times when I was part of this big sales team that when I worked with different departments like whether it was for finance or risk analysis and and uh, and service and and let's say restaurant people and the, the people who did let's say accommodation services and because I need my customers needed all of those things. And when I was talking to each one of these departments and the people over there, the workers, the leaders, then I could create this nice service model and service like play played for my customers. And then I could serve them better. And that helped me. And I, I love that you mentioned something about that, like being there for others and just going across the borders, you know, so to say. I like that. Cross uh, the borders. Yep. Yeah, I, I love that. Tell us quickly, what does um, what kind of role a leader play in sales? You mentioned something that before, but I, I, I just want you to highlight a little bit more. Critical, critical role. You know, A, you've got to lead by example. You know, I think that... So there's most, the one? Yeah. Lead by yeah, example. Lead, yeah. You have to lead by example, you know, never ask anyone to do anything that you are not willing to do yourself or ideally have it or have done yourself. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, there's, there's credibility and respect uh, involved in making sure that you're not uh, doing, do as I say, but more so do as I do. And here's why explaining things, from a, a why perspective, being transparent about why things are a certain way and, and how that's going to be beneficial um, to, to everyone involved. Um, I'd say from a, a leader's perspective, I, I, I touched on this uh, a couple of minutes ago, but mm. you've got to help people practice. Role play while uncomfortable mm. is, is, is the practice end of, of the equation so that when you get in the game, you've got those reps built up that you can so you have the confidence of doing those kind of things, right? Confidence. Yeah, exactly. And, and I always, you know, I've, I've done it so many times for so many teams in so many different industries over the years. I always like to go first. That's that leading by example. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a room of, you know, 50, 7,500 people that we're, we're working on this skill set, I'm going to role play first. So they see what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. And I encourage them to, 
be open and honest in their feedback. I want them to critique the words that I'm saying. I want them to critique my body language. I want the individual who I'm role-playing with not to just roll over and you know give me the sale for the sake of it. Base it on real scenarios that you encounter, challenging scenarios that you encounter that. Yeah. so that we can workshop it and everyone gets the opportunity to see and critique. And then it's their turn. And they, you know, they see that, yeah, while it may not be comfortable, growth is not comfortable. It's just, yeah. it's not supposed to be. And that's, that's <laughs> where you get better and you are going to be in a significantly greater position to have success as a result of that. So to circle back, leaders got to be the facilitator of all of these things. So critical, critical role. I love that. Being the facilitator of different possibilities to become in reality. I, I love that. I love that. Who has been your role model in sales or in high performance? I want uh, to hear that. I mean, Besides I the, a, the Earl, someone. Earl Nightingale. Nightingale. Yeah, I, I, I never remember that. Yeah, I, I, have a, I have a lot. Um, Who else? But I'd say uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, you know, I, I just, that was, that was the gentleman that I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm. many years ago. And that was the, the impetus for me saying, oh, wow, you know, stop running away from sales. Let's yeah. get in there and, and get it done. I think he uses the example of, you know, knocking door to door sales. Uh, as yeah. Entry point. Um, so that was a big one. Um, Dean Graziosi. Um, oh, Tony Robbins. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I, I did a mentorship with them and uh, that's where that phrase selling in service to others comes from. I love uh, that I phrase. Just, I, I think it's, I think it's so spot on because you can feel good about it. You can have fun with that and, and deliver those wins. So mm. um, those guys were big influences uh, for me. And then Brendan, Brendan Burchard, um, you know, I've got the book back here, high performance mm. habits. I think just, discipline and, you know, really being structured and intentional in what you're doing and why you're doing it is tremendously beneficial in sales and business and life. And once again, I just find that a lot of these things intersect and intertwine. Um, so, you know, you were even talking about work-life balance. You don't hmm. necessarily need work-life balance. Because it's, it's, everything is tied together. It's, it's all tied together. Yeah. It's, all tied together. So as a leader, that's why I, I keep coming back to that point of cultivating and helping facilitate personal growth in addition to professional growth. Even if that means that through that, you're going to lose people because they're going on to bigger and better things. You encourage that. You but that, that's going to pay back to you, I think. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Because they might even, you know, when they move away from your company under your leadership, they might just, you know, uh, reference your services to others at some point and that's, that's going to create sales. But they do. I was going to ask you about how do you cultivate a high performance mindset, but you just answered to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so people just yes. rewind it a little, little bit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, I think this next, next question is critical and I just cannot avoid asking that. What do you do with those people, the staff members or a salesperson, whoever that is, who resist to work hard and, and having these adjustments in order yeah. to ach achieve the goals, what you have in the company or the sales teams or whatever? How do, how do you overcome those kind of things? Yeah, it's about being direct with people and it's about 
helping them uh, cultivate the, the skills that they need to be successful and ideally helping them with, with the mindset. But it's really important to identify early on in someone's career as a, as a salesperson, really any role, frankly, mm. whether there is a skill issue or a will issue. I love so, that. Skill or will. Skill or will is, is so critical because you can be patient with the results with the people that just need greater skill development, but they're trying. They're actively trying and, and proactively coming to those role play workshops, you know, coming to you for additional support and help and, and then taking it and being actionable with it. It's the people that say they want to do things or they are doing things. And in reality, they are not because they're not putting forth the effort. They don't have the will to succeed. Those are the people you have to be direct with. I, I think I used the phrasing earlier and I've said it so many times over the course of my career, but- Replace? Yeah, it's like, listen, I want it to be you. You're on this team for a reason. If you're going to do what you say, we're great. We can, we can make this work. But if not, on a long enough timeline, I'm going to find people that are willing to do what they say they're going to do in order to have success. So let's figure out what that looks like. Let's set up an action plan or a game plan or whatever the case may be for the skill development. And here's what you do. Here's what I do. You know, it's, it's, it's not just, you know, go fly on your own. I'll take responsibility on my end to continue to support you uh, in these areas. But, you know, if we are not seeing progress, then we're going to have to uh, separate this, this relationship. Mm. So, you know, being direct with the expectations as well as the consequences of not following through, I can't tell you how many times that I've unfortunately had to let people go where they're thanking me as I am terminating their employment because they said, hey, you told me what was going to happen and I appreciate that. I love that. So that is also being example and, and being authentic you and and also seeing the good in others even though that they may not know that okay we all know that maybe this is not going the way that we want it to go but there must be something either skill or the will issue and then we are finding together a better place for you which fills your purpose and your desires i love and, that uh, it's, it's really you know i i have a, a phrase that i heard a, a long time ago that uh really is is applicable tough on standards not on people so that. it's it's not it's not personal, uh, you know. I I just like even if I have to have a disciplinary conversation with someone, you know, the next second it's the, I'm not not acting differently towards them. Yeah. And if I have to separate employment, I encourage them to take the lessons from this onto their next thing. And if you need me as a reference, if you need to talk to me, I'm still here as a. a I'm still supporting you. I'm yeah. still supporting. Yeah. Even though we are not working together in this, whatever sales team. Whatever Unless it's is. something, yeah. you know, egregious, like, you know, someone's stealing or, or oh, hurting yeah. someone else, you know, which case I probably don't want to be associated with you moving forward. But even that, of course, you know, yeah. people can be rehabilitated. So, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really write anyone off uh, for the most part. Again, unless you're mm -hmm. really aggressive, aggressively and willfully impacting someone else's health and happiness. Yeah, exactly. If you're doing the right things, playing a good citizen, so to say, and, and a good person, so, uh, other than that. Okay, uh, if I have a couple of more questions, would that be all right with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. One thing that I also want to ask, 
I just cannot avoid asking you this. How do you deal with a customer who finds ex excuses all of a sudden not to buy from you? They are yeah. interested and they they are, you know, they're there and they like you and you have a good relationship. But then all of a sudden there's various excuses. It's, 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 it's a great question, you know, and it, it's circumstantial to the individual. You know, if, if, if you've done things well, you understand uh, to, to at least, uh, uh, you know, somewhat of an extent, uh, the, the why is behind what's going on. You've identified why your product or service would be a benefit to them. I don't want to force anyone to do anything. That's never the intention. I'm, I'm all about value sale. And to me, it becomes follow-up. You know, it's like salespeople, you know, they, they send one email or they have one interaction and it doesn't, you know, yield the results. And then they, you know, goes bye-bye. Create a, a pipeline, create an organizational system so that you can periodically just circle back to the individual because circumstances are always changing. So a person exactly. that seemed interested, but then came up with these excuses, uh, whatever the case may be. And first of all, you want to try to help them work through the excuses in the moment, but if, if they're not ready or willing to do it, not going to, not going to force it. So yeah. check in circumstances change the same person that couldn't buy today. You know, it could be something that a month from now yeah. they get their tax refund. They're getting yeah. married and uh, you know, they're getting, whatever the case may be, circumstances change and now they're ready because you've continued to check in on them and not be like, are you, ready to, buy? are you ready to buy? Are you ready to buy? Yeah, it's relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. you know, have organization. So you have a steady pipeline of people to draw from at any given point in your career. So that's, that's that. Um, I, love that. I think, I think beyond that is trying again, in the moment to figure out what that resistance point is, mm. you know, asking people the question, you know, what's holding you back? Yeah. What, what's the point? issue behind? Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know you, you, you said X, Y, and Z and you said yes. And you know, as a salesperson, you want to try to do your best to collect those yeses. Do you see how this is going to benefit you, et cetera. So, you know, it, it helps you keep them, congruent or help overcome objections rather when you can point back and say, Hey, listen, you know, you said, you see how this can work for you. You said that this is what you need. What, what's holding back. Let me explain further and potentially provide a different solution that is more uh, in, in alignment with what you need. But then beyond that is not BSing people and trying to force them into it. If you, if it really isn't for them referring out, referring then there's referring, someone else yeah yeah helping concierge that experience for people and oh, and making man. sure that you know you've got a wide enough network where you can put them in touch with someone who may be a better fit that uh, you know whether it's personality product mm. service or otherwise there's a better fit there's a better fit and again that is paid forward in a lot of cases uh significantly more so than bsing people to just get them to in, invest in working with, with you or, or purchasing from you. That doesn't, that doesn't do you any good uh, ultimately. I love that. And you just mentioned something that reminds me of, of what I've heard and what I also experienced myself that, you know, if it's a, let's say that it's a personality issue or, or something like that, that then 
you can find another person. That's why you have a team usually. <laughs> and right. then because we all are different, but, but then in the end, if it's something else, then just, just serving the person, finding the solutions together with the customers is being the human. I love what you mentioned about those and, and brought these same things again, which are critical in the sales as well. You use the word solutions. That's how yes. I look at. That's how I look at everything. Frankly, the name of my company is Nof Knows Solutions, mm. and I do that because I don't want to focus on the problems. I want to, you know, notice that there are problems, but I want to go immediately towards the reasons we can and mm. solve those things rather than why we can't. You know, and and I think that if salespeople are looking at themselves more as solution brokers rather than salespeople. It puts you in the right frame of mind to just, all right, let's, let's problem solve here. What, you know, here's what it is. Let's, let's figure out the different opportunities for, for solutions and let the, let the customer choose the one that's best for them. I love that. You just answered so many questions what I had. So here's, I love this. This is a good conversation. (laughs) I have two more questions and then we're going to wrap it up. Can Can a salesperson sell anything? Yeah, why why not? I don't see any 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 restrictions other than restrictions you place on yourself. I love um, that. Yeah, really. There, there's there's nothing that is coming to mind top of top of uh, mind here um, that would be uh, an inhibitor for for you to sell anything. Now, to your you you said it earlier. It's we're selling we're selling all day every day. You know, I'm selling <laughs> my kids on eating uh, one more nugget to get dessert. Yeah, <laughs> eat the carrot, baby. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. So, yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think everyone is a salesperson when it's all said and done. Um, when you just think just, about it in that sense, right? Yeah, that yeah. Ankle. Just, it doesn't, it, it, you don't have to have a negative association with it. It's not, it doesn't have to be pushy, aggressive, uh, et cetera. It's you are brokering solutions for people. I love that. And then one thing, how could you reward a team or a salesperson who's done a great job? What would be a good thing? I proactively look to praise people for behaviors uh, more so than productivity. I want to highlight the individuals that are working hard, doing the right thing, throwing an arm around a teammate, um, you know, just really providing tremendous service to their, their clients, uh, their customers. Um, you know, I, I just, I think too often leaders look for what's wrong. I look for what's right. And when you're coming out of the blue with, Hey, I noticed you doing X, Y, and Z from a, you know, action or behavioral standpoint, people just light up from that. And that's true. yeah, yeah. To me, that's the easiest form of reward for people is make them or help feel them good. to feel valued, feel good. And um, they're going to want to work hard uh, for themselves, let alone you and, 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 your, and your team and, and company. Excellent. Last question. Where can people find you if they want to work with you or learn more about you and, and your practices and coaching? Sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm located in New York. Uh, so physically, I always love meeting people. Um, so you can find me, uh, find me in Manhattan and or Long Island in, in Woodbury here. But um, as far as social media and 
uh, greater ex- exposure like that. I know you're in yeah. Finland and we're, yeah. <laughs> we're talking. Yeah, we're um, having this Helsinki, New York conversation at the awesome. moment. Yeah, this is it. great. <laughs> yeah, God bless technology. But uh, oh, yes. yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram uh, at nofnos, K-N-O-P-F-K-N-O-W-S, uh, my website, uh, nofnosolutions.com, or on uh, good old Facebook at uh, Brett Knopf. Um, I love that I'd love, I'd love talking to people. Uh, I'd, I'd love to connect with anyone that this has resonated with. And um, you know, I'm, I'm always looking, looking to help uh, to the best of my ability. So this find has been the solutions. Find <laughs> solutions. <laughs> it's been a tremendous conversation. Oh, it has been. I want to thank you so much, Brett, for being here and, and sharing your experiences and, and the skills and, and knowledge with me, but also with the listeners. So I truly want to thank you. And for everyone who has been listening to this Channel Business Podcast episode today about the sales and leadership in sales, I hope you got some valuable tips and tools, encouragement and inspiration with these insights from my amazing guest, Brett Knopf, today. So thank you again. And until the next time, Brett and my listeners, thank you so much. Have a great day.